Today's episode is sponsored by you and others like you who have pledged a flexible monthly donation through the Urban Achiever Patreon page. Please consider becoming a contributor by visiting patreon.com slash urbanachiever. And thank you for your support. Oh yeah. You hear that explosion? I think that that explosion might be the bomb cyclone that's going off outside right now. Oh boy. I think, you know, these weather nerds are just bored. I think is really what it comes down to. And they're trying to, uh, trying to, uh, find ways to make the weather seem interesting, uh, to the rest of us. That's my guess anyway. What do I know? But, uh, here I am. <laughs> I'm back, back at it. Uh, is it too late to say Happy New Year in March? <laughs> oh boy, a little late. Sorry. Uh, so, what's happened since we last spoke? <laughs> so many things. So many things have happened. Uh, thank you uh, to those of you who've reached out to me, uh, sent an encouraging word. Um, if you've not heard or you're new to the show, uh, at the beginning of this year, 2018, uh, I, uh, my tongue started going numb and then, uh, my lips were like kind of tingly and numb. And then I was out, uh, on my job working and the right side of my face started to droop and the right side of my mouth stopped working. And, uh, because I'm a man and an idiot, I waited all night, uh, slept till the next morning the next morning my uh, hands were like kind of hurting and tight and then I put my apple watch on and my heart rate was all over the place it was like 30 and then it was like 200 and it was just all over the place and so I was having a panic attack and my uh my awesome brother-in-law uh took me to the hospital emergency room I thought I might be having a stroke of some kind uh and um if you haven't been to the hospital emergency room lately by the way uh, especially if it's in a not so great area, it is really fun. Uh, it, it's fun, especially if you think that you're dying and then you're waiting in line behind like six people that don't have insurance, uh, who have colds and can't go to the doctor. Um, <laughs> if you, if you think that this may be your last few moments on earth, uh, and this is the way that you're going to go out, it's not really a very fun experience. Um, so <laughs> I was waiting in line behind all these people. I finally get to the counter and the ladies working at the counter don't look at me and acknowledge me in any way. And I guess it was their time to go on break or something. Uh, so they, uh, gathered up their stuff, made some small talk with a coworker and then, uh, left <laughs> and just left me standing at the counter. Uh, it's very weird. Uh, experience. And then the next lady came and then she wasn't even looking at me or helping me. And I was like, uh, you know, what do I need to do to get some attention? Should I just like jam a pen in the side of my neck uh, and bleed all over the counter? I didn't really know, you know, what it was going to take to get some help. But uh, they finally checked me out, got me in there, did EKG uh, and all this what stuff and whatnot. And uh, turns out I have Bell's palsy. So the weird thing about Bell's palsy, if you don't know what it is, is it's a condition that affects the seventh cranial nerve. It's a nerve that goes down from your brain 
down by your ear, and then it controls uh, movement in your eye, your eyelid, your mouth, your even your nostril and your nose. Um, and it's a, a form of uh, facial paralysis. And, uh, you know, it can range from 10 days, which they say is like kind of the minimum normal uh, kind of case uh, to three months to six months to a year. Um, the neurologist that I saw, which is another story I'll tell you in a second, uh, said that anything after six months um, usually is sort of like a permanent sort of uh, a problem. So uh, the main in the beginning, the worst part was that the right side of my mouth didn't work. So I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't really eat or drink things properly. It was like, you know, spilling water out of my mouth, trying to drink water uh, and all that kind of thing. So ma mainly just an inconvenience. But then my right eye, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, just like stays open basically and does not blink on its own. I kind of have to close it. It, it closes maybe 90% of the way now, <laughs> um, but it doesn't really blink on its own. So then it gets watery and then my eyes constantly watering. And then with the cold air and my job, I'm outside. Um, it's watering. And then the longer that it's open, your pupil kind of dilates and then it lets in more light and then it screws up your vision. Um, so that's kind of a bummer. And then my right ear uh, has been, there's a, a part of the symptoms of having it is that you can have this, there's a technical term, I can't remember what it is now, but basically you have a hypersensitivity in your hearing to loud noises or anything over basically normal talking. Um, it, it be, uh, the best way I can describe it is it just feels like something's like rattling in your ear, like a painful rattle horrible rattle. Um, <laughs> every morning I usually get up and make uh, a smoothie, like a protein uh, shake basically. And uh, <laughs> I guess I'm a slow learner because every day I would go out and make the smoothie and I would press the blend button and then forget that my ear was messed up and then go running out of the kitchen with my hand over my ear. Um, <laughs> it took me a few weeks of doing that to finally remember to just cover my ear right away. Um, so yeah, not great. And uh, it's kind of put, uh, I'd been working on my, uh, the Spoken in Tongues record kind of in earnest at the end of last year. And um, it's just totally screwed up my hearing. In addition to being sensitive to loud, louder sounds uh, and that kind of thing, uh, and actually came down with it like the week we were going to record the drums for the record. So that was out. Um, it, it's kind of like a weird, it kind of screws up the hearing in terms of stereo and that kind of thing. And then... Uh, like I was listening to the Menzingers yesterday and and I was like, why is everything like in the right side sound louder? <laughs> uh, forgetting that my hearing still. So now it's like it was really consistently bad. And then over the last week or so, it's kind of gotten better where sometimes it's totally fine. And then other times it's sensitive again, even in the same day. Uh, so like earlier today, it seemed fine. And then it felt sensitive again. So. Who knows? In any case, it's been two months now, so the, I'm definitely not one of the 10 month or 10 day, sorry, cases. Um, so that's kind of a bummer, but uh, it's just lingering. So, and I've kind of been in the same uh, sort of level that I've been in now for a good long while to where I don't know that I've seen too much more improvement. My mouth is mostly normal, although if I open my mouth really wide, you can still see it kind of droops on the right side. Um, mainly my eye is the thing that really hasn't gotten much better. 
Um, thankfully, the hearing is starting to improve because that's obviously stressful since I need my hearing for a lot of things, doing this podcast, doing music uh, and everything else. So um, just hearing in general is a good thing. <laughs> also, in my job, uh, I ride around in this truck that has a sensor and it and, uh, has an audible alarm that makes a really loud uh, noise. So I've been having to wear earplugs at work. Um, just mainly inconvenient. Of course, many people deal with health issues and problems that are much more significant uh, than what I'm dealing with. Um, anyway, I wanted to mention that I had a follow-up with a neurologist and I went on this ZocDoc site to find somebody that was well-reviewed and in my area and under my insurance and all that kind of thing. And uh, <laughs> is this Russian doctor. It's the weirdest thing. It was like being in like the Born Identity movies or something. Uh, it was like all wood paneling and everything was like, like from suspended in time from like the 70s or something like all those kind of like orange and mustard and whatever colors and the and the lady working the front desk was watching some russian all in russian like uh soap opera or tv show type thing uh that was like at full volume <laughs> the second time i went uh for a test uh follow-up test there after my initial appointment the lady um i was eating her lunch and um, I came up to the counter and she didn't welcome me or anything. She just looked up over her glasses and said, five minutes. <laughs> so a little weird. Um, also, the doctor, when I sat in the chair, he just like basically did the initial consultation from a, bit, a giant like wood desk, like he's like a professor or like a head of a college or something. And then I was sitting in this kind of high back chair. And then over my shoulder was like a whole uh, a giant TV that had all these closed circuit like security cameras. <laughs> that he could see like over my shoulder. I just thought, what a weird uh, position for that thing. So I don't know, maybe he had some strange financing. Uh, maybe it's all just part of this whole uh, Russia thing. <laughs> I don't know. In any case, uh, he ordered a carotid artery scan uh, um, ultrasound thing that I did that also, and all my carotid arteries are all right too. So uh, seems like it's not anything other than this Bell's palsy, but, uh, it's kind of a bummer. I know some people, uh, Joe, this guy, Joe, that I know had it four times. Uh, so I can't complain, I guess, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I've been. That's how I kicked off my new year. And that's kind of what has prevented me from doing any episodes. And, uh, yeah, so here we are. So welcome back achievers. Welcome back to the show. I am at some point going to, I have some people lined up that want to come on for some of the uh, interview shows. Um, so at some point I will get back to those. Another thing that's sort of tied me up uh, since early December, December, January, and February, I've been on mandatory overtime at work. So uh, in addition to not uh, feeling that great, um, I've been working 50 something hours a week, every week. Um, it shows no sign of ending, so I don't know how that's going to go, but that's, uh, kind of continuing. So I just feel like most days I get up and, uh, and, and go to work. And, and, um, I, as you know, uh, any, if you've been listening to the show, I'm also in college. Um, so I'm, I'm studying over the weekend and then working all week. And then I've been working out doing the circuit training three days a week. I was doing it two days a week. Now I'm doing it three days a week. And so, uh, some days I just get up, I go work out, I come home, I take a shower, I eat, I get ready, I go to work, I work all night, I come home, I sleep. It's just like this, you know, there's like barely any time in there for anything. So, uh, just been doing all that stuff and it's been a little crazy with all that. I took a, uh, four week 
history class over uh, winter, what they call winterm. It's sort of like this quick little uh, thing over the holidays. So even during the holiday, I was like taking a college class. Um, it was a U.S. history uh, one uh, general ed class that I took. And uh, it was really interesting, actually. There was some cool kind of extra credit stuff that I did for that. And, and by cool, I mean uh, a good reminder and an eye-opener of, uh, you know, our history in terms of slavery and all that kind of stuff. I read the book The Narrative of Frederick Douglass, which I highly recommend if you've never read it. Uh, watched the mo- uh, film 12 Years a Slave as an extra credit assignment. Um, which is really just brutally hard to watch, just really difficult. The premise of the movie is that the, the, it was this African-American guy who was uh, a freeman at the time, not a slave, and he got uh, kidnapped, tricked and kidnapped and sold into slavery. Uh, he had a wife and children, and uh, it's just kind of the story of his experience, and, and man, was that rough to watch. Um, but if you're interested in, uh, you know, kind of history and that kind of thing. It was really cool to read. It was also interesting to just go back and look. It's interesting how the history of the country has sort of been uh, uh, rewritten a little bit just in terms of, you know, uh, I think the the version, at least I remember of learning like in history class in school was essentially like Columbus came and uh, then the, the pilgrims came for religious freedom and like whatever. But it's like when you really look at it, like all the original settlers and everything like that in, in America – settlers why did i say it that way it's weird settlers (laughs) wow i've been on the east coast too long um in any case uh you know the first people that were really doing any kind of uh serious settling in what would be the united states were basically under working under corporate charters um all those original explorers were basically trying to find a trade route to china um and just kind of ended up here and then they just saw it as a good kind of capitalistic enterprise. So it makes a little bit more sense. Um, I think a lot of times uh, it's sort of described as we've gotten so far away from our original, uh, you know, roots and all that kind of thing. And while it is true that there were Puritans and Quakers and people that came to America uh, seeking, you know, some religious freedom, that is true that that did happen at one point. The earliest, earliest, people that came and settled America. It was basically looking for economic uh, profit and opportunity. And uh, so that was kind of interesting just to think about that, that uh, how over time this sort of narrative gets distilled down and especially in the sort of weird uh, clickbaity environment that we're living in, uh, everything gets distilled down to the simple little thing. And it's not that simple, really Uh, very complicated. And uh, just interesting to think about states being admitted as states from the beginning, still as slave states before the Civil War and and just how horrible the Civil War was. And and uh, uh, one other thing that really stood out to me that I thought was interesting um, is how often back then if they it, you would pass a tax or something that they didn't like or they tried to institute a draft or anything like basically people would just take to the streets and set uh, shit on fire <laughs> that was sort of like the the standard there wasn't you know I don't know. Everybody's like uh, so peace abiding, I guess, compared to the wild times of early America where it was like, yeah, we're we're not going to do that. We're going to take to the streets. We're going to knock stuff over. We're going to set things on fire. Um, So I always uh, I know I'm on record as saying that I do like it, uh, a social protest and I do like peaceful uh, demonstration and when people take to the street. But uh, I think the punker in me uh, still appreciates a good bonfire, if you know what I mean.
So, uh, yeah, interesting. So I still have to take American history too. That that class kind of took through uh, to Lincoln, I guess, from like the early settlements in America all the way through to Lincoln. And then this next uh, next installment kind of continues on from there. I'll probably be taking that in the fall. But uh, it was good to uh, be reminded of some history uh, recently, for sure. Speaking of history, uh, I finally, in this downtime of not being able to do any uh, music or podcast uh, stuff, uh, I finally got the uh, my tour journal from the 1995 Blenderhead MXPX US tour um, bottle breaker journal uh, that I had previously given away a version of uh, for free. I finally got the Kindle version available on Amazon as well as the print version. And um, I'm signing, doing some signed copies that I'm selling from my recently relaunched store. So if you go to urbanachiever.storemv.com, that's urbanachiever.storemv.com. If you go to billypower.com, there's a link to merch on there as well, um, as well as a link on the urbanachievershow.com page. Um, but I have a pre-order for signed copies of the print edition of the book that I'm selling. And then uh, if you prefer, um, you can always get the Kindle version uh, on Amazon or the print version that's not signed on Amazon as well. And some of you have been doing that. Thank you a lot for the support and for checking that out. Um, and then also I have my old company, Ride Above. I have some old shirts that I'm selling on there as well as there's uh, um, Keep Up the Good Work, I'm Proud of You, uh, Urban Achiever coffee mug, like a camp style, but actually really heavy duty one though. Not one of those tin kind of ones. It's super heavy and, and burly. I got those and some shirts and stuff on there. So um, yeah, so check that out and uh, check out the pre-order for the book. Uh, those should be shipping around the beginning of April. Um, the copies are already ordered and on their way. So as soon as they'll get here, I'll sign those and be sending those out. Um, some of you already ordered that. So thank you for doing that. And I uh, just wanted to mention that. And I'm still working on my kind of autobiography book. Um so yeah, so that's kind of the next things is my full length book and then this uh, record that I've been working on that now that my hearing's starting to come back, uh, hopefully finish that here in the not so distant future. Uh, I've, it's funny, some of these things have been lingering out there so long and it just feels like uh, <laughs> the original Bottle Breaker was like 2015 or something. Uh, time is just compressing and compressing and going by faster and faster. It's just making me crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, so thank you again for that. And if you want to check that out, um, like I said, billypower.com, link on the merch link, Urban Achiever Show. Uh, it's just urbanachiever.storeenvy.com if you want to check that out. I also encourage you, uh, I deleted uh, my Facebook altogether, like completely deleted it. I know there's a way to archive it or whatever, um, but I deleted it. So Instagram and uh, Twitter are the main ways that I'm communicating uh, information about the show. Uh, so follow on there. Also, I do have an email list. I highly encourage you to sign up on that um, as more things come out in the future, like the record and um, merch stuff and, and things like that. Just general things about what I'm doing, what's going on in the show. Anytime a new episode of the podcast comes out, I always send an email out. Um, and there's links for that on my website, billypower.com, urbanachievershow.com. There's links at the top there that you can join the email list. And I encourage you to do that. So yeah. All right. What's next? I'm going to do a uh, sort of lightning round uh, 
just sort of my thoughts and comments on a bunch of uh, I've been going back and watching a bunch of movies and documentaries uh, over the last few months. Um, the first one I wanted to mention is uh, the last three years, three years in a row now, there's been a new Star Wars movie. And uh, so every Christmas we've gone and, and seen that. And um, I've really been enjoying these new round of films. I didn't like the uh, middle prequel movies that much. They're just too CGI heavy for me. I like the more organic feel of these newer movies. And um, I just could not deal with all these uh, <laughs> uh, Star Wars nerds. And I have to, I mean, it sounds dumb to say this, but I want to give myself some creative as far as my weight of opinion on this in that I did see the opening weekend of Star Wars in the late 70s when I was a kid. Um, so it's been a part of my life, almost my entire life. And um, I just wanted to remind those of you that are uh, so critical of the films uh, in just the dumbest minutia of like, oh, well, bombs don't fall in space and all this different stuff. And oh, a Jedi wouldn't do this and that and whatever. Dude, these are movies for kids, man. It's a kid's movie. So uh, stop overanalyzing and just be happy that there's new films and there's new films for new generations of kids to enjoy. Uh, if you only like the old ones, then don't watch the new ones. That's it. <laughs> Calm down nerds. Uh, just enjoy the movies. And if you can't enjoy them, then don't watch them and don't tell the rest of us and don't ruin it for the, everybody else by your, uh, you know, overanalyzation of kids movies. So that's all I have to say about that. Um, as far as some documentary stuff, I saw the Jim uh, Carrey, Jim and Andy uh, film. that's about uh, his staying in character during the time of making Man on the Moon, the movie about Andy Kaufman. I thought that was really fascinating and super interesting. That hit that whole role of him doing that movie um, and everything like that was sort of like a turning point for him in his life and career. And uh, it's just I found it a really cool analysis. I saw a movie called Long Shot that was about a guy that was – uh, wrongly accused and was uh, of a crime and was uh, they used footage that they were <laughs> uh, filming Curb Your Enthusiasm I think episode at the Dodger Stadium it's just a crazy story of how this guy got um, how just what happened with this court case and everything was nuts but uh, so I saw that um, there was a film called uh, One of Us about the Hasidic Jewish community in Brooklyn which I was especially interested to watch um, as I'm working in the city, I'm often in these neighborhoods in Brooklyn, um, and it, it was about some different uh, one woman and and two young men that have tried to leave that community and sort of the struggle of them going through that. It, that one of the statistics they showed in the film was that like two percent of people ever leave, um, and it's just that whole the whole idea of it is very interesting to me. Um, all I know is that they're very unfriendly and they ask a lot of questions. <laughs> I don't want to judge, but based on my experience, just very, very unfriendly. Uh, maybe, you know, more unfriendly by far than the average New Yorker who has a reputation of being maybe gruff or something or whatever. Um, people are way friendly uh, to me when I'm out there working than, than they are. But uh, neither here nor there. Should definitely check that out. Interesting. I felt very bad for the lady. Uh, I was trying to leave her husband in that film. Um, check that out. I saw uh, I'll Sleep When I'm Dead, which is the documentary about the uh, DJ Steve Aoki. Uh, I thought his story was pretty cool and interesting, too. I really admired uh, his work ethic. It's not really my thing musically, um, but I just thought, uh, you know, what he puts into his art and music and and, and touring and, and working. And, and also they kind of explore the theme. His father was the founder of the Benihana restaurants. And uh, so it was kind of like the interesting psychological aspect of of um, 
just kind of living in his father's shadow and, and what that meant for him. Uh, I saw the new Mark Maron two real comedy special. Now I'm a huge fan of Mark Maron's podcast have been for years is one of the main reasons I started doing mine. Um, I loved him in the glow, uh, series. I watched that whole series. I thought his character on there was unbelievably great. Um, previously though, like his comedy specials, I haven't really been that into, like, I just thought they were just okay. Um, and not that funny. Um, but this one actually of all the ones I've seen, I really enjoyed. I thought it was really, really great. I feel like he's really coming into his own, uh, with this comedy, which sounds weird. He's been doing it forever and I'm sure he would find that insulting. I don't mean it to be, um, just for me personally, I just thought this, it's called too real. Um, that was his uh, latest one. I just thought it was really, uh, really fun. I really enjoyed that. Uh, I saw that documentary hired gun that was about studio and touring musicians. Um, thought that was cool and interesting. Um, there's a dirty money series. Uh, almost all of these, by the way, are on Netflix, uh, as far as watching most of these. Yeah. I think there might be a couple that were on Amazon prime video. Um, but almost all of them, uh, were on Netflix. Uh, there's a dirty money series. Um, the first one was on VW and I thought it was super boring and I didn't even finish it. <laughs> uh, there's some interesting stuff in there about Hitler being the guy that started VW and, and all that, but it was just kind of repetitive. Um, the second episode on payday loans was, um, a bit, uh, a bit better. Um, still a little dry, but the main character of that was pretty interesting. Um, about this guy that was like a NASCAR driver who uh, was doing this online payday loan company. And I guess he ended up getting indicted and stole all this money. I, I guess I've given a few, I should have spoiler alerted a few of these things. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, in any case, uh, I, that's about as far as I've gotten in that series. Um, there's uh, another series called The Naked Truth. And I watched the first one in that, which is called um, Death by Fentanyl. And uh, I thought that of the two series, I thought that so far that one was a little bit better, uh, more well done. Um, it's kind of about fentanyl and the opi opi uh, opioid <laughs> uh, problem in the U.S., which I'm sure you're hearing about all the time. And, and uh, I really didn't know too much about fentanyl, almost nothing really. Um, and I thought that was a really interesting uh, episode. And then uh, also banking on Bitcoin. Um, another thing that's been in the news a lot lately, and uh, I thought that was also a really well done. It's actually from a number of years ago, um, the banking on Bitcoin one, but I, it really gives you the whole kind of background on how it got started and and who was involved and and all the different aspects of what they were trying to do with it in the beginning and then when it was trying to be regulated. And and uh, if you're interested in, in that at all, um, cryptocurrency, that's a good one to watch for sure. Um, that's pretty much it for documentaries. Also, uh, the movie La La Land I saw, which I thought was fantastic. I am not a fan of musicals at all. Um, in fact, if I'm watching a movie on on uh, TV and they break into song, it's usually my cue to uh, change the channel. Um, but I thought the story was great and um, the main characters hilarious. Um and uh characters and i just thought it was really great really well done uh really cool cinematography in it too um also saw the latest pirates of the caribbean movie which got really bad reviews um and i thought it was cool it was fun it's you know, it's just it's pirates of the caribbean what do you want it's named after a ride at disneyland 
Gotta, you, people got to lower your expectations. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought that was cool. It was good. It was, I mean, it was good. I thought that had some really cool aspects of it. The one uh, ghost pirate ship, the way it was designed was really cool. And, and uh, I thought the storyline was pretty cool and interesting. Um, so that was a good one. Uh, I saw the series. I watched the entire series, The End of the Effing World, um, which is pretty cool uh, about a kid who's like, he thinks he's uh might be a killer um <laughs> so it's kind of a road trip movie with the, him and his girlfriend uh also watched the series everything sucks which is kind of sort of like a 90s based uh freaks and geeks which i thought was really done at the beginning like at the first half of the first episode i almost gave up on it um it seemed like it was too much almost nickelodeon ish um but as it went on it, it got really great i thought the writing on that was pretty cool um, and then we've been watching uh, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. I watched some of the original ones of that Seinfeld show and, and the, when it first started and then uh, kind of got back to that and watching some of those. I really enjoy that show um, and enjoy the interviews with all the different comedians. I've especially enjoyed the ones with uh, uh, Jerry Seinfeld's uh, former uh, cast members from the Seinfeld TV show. It's been very cool. Saw the Julie we- Julia Louis Dreyfus one. <laughs> Having a hard time talking today. Um, anyway, so that's kind of some of the shows and documentaries and movies and whatnot that I've been watching. And that's that. All right. So uh, the only other thing I really wanted to talk about today, and I don't want to uh, overstay my welcome today. It's been a while. So. Uh, I know it's going to take you have to just dip the toe in the water of me today. <laughs> just ease your way back into this because I'm hoping to get back on schedule here um, with uh, putting these shows out on a regular basis again. So I don't want to overstay my welcome. Um, but I did. Uh, I felt like I would be uh, a mistake not to speak on the latest uh, school shooting in Florida. Um, which is obviously horrific. And um, I've been kind of stating online, I try not to be too heavy handed with this stuff. And I I try to keep the show as the place for that kind of thing. Um, You know, uh, as you know, I I keep it light for the most part, but, um, and I try to be choosy about what things, I mean, I feel like we live in such a, especially in in the realm of politics and that kind of thing, that we live in such a, a hypercharged time where everyone's just pushing and hedging uh, to one side or the other, and it's so extreme and so hyper reactive and all that kind of thing. So I, I want to try to be thoughtful and considerate of all different people of differing opinions and backgrounds and that kind of thing. Um, but in this particular case, um, I feel very strongly about this. <laughs> so not to put it too fine a point on it, but uh, and I have friends, very close friends who have uh, are gun enthusiasts who have automatic or semi-automatic weapons or handguns. My father is a lifetime member of the NRA and and I grew up uh, going hunting with him and that kind of thing. Uh, but I mean, what's it going to take, man? Do we have to do like, do they have to shoot up a nursery with babies in it before we say enough is enough? I thought after Sandy Hook with like elementary school kids that finally people would wake up. Um, you know, we don't, as citizens, people do not need to own these military grade weapons. They just do not. And, uh, it's just going to continue to happen. 
and they're and and we know that it's going to happen and perhaps they will use other weapons but they will be a lot less successful i mean there's st- this isn't just opinion it's a statistical fact that if you look at all these shootings over history um i believe the atlantic has a, a thing on their site right now where you can download a whole massive spreadsheet which i did and i encourage you to do which shows basically over the last several decades all of the different shootings what weapons were used uh what the mental status was of the person how they obtained the weapon all this to different kind of stuff and they're the one overarching you know standing thing out there is that you know people are damaged way worse by these weapons there's far more casualties um like in vegas which was also another horrific uh shooting and you know if we reduce at least as much as possible uh the ability for them to have these high-powered weapons maybe we can save a few lives and isn't it worth that especially when it's kids lives i mean i don't know what it's gonna take um but i'm really tired of the excuses and i'm tired of the excuse that there's just nothing we can do and it's just a mental health issue and all this stuff can we at least try like can we just try I mean, that's all I think is a sensible thing to do. Uh, If we try and it still happens and it's a success, at least we tried something. But I think to just throw our hands in the air and go, oh, well, we can't do anything. You know, this is just going to happen. This is just something I'm not willing personally to accept as a uh, every day, every month, every year reality uh, in our schools and churches and, and the, um, public places and concerts and all this kind of stuff. I mean, enough is enough, man. We had a ban before, uh, it greatly reduced the amount of death and murders and all that kind of stuff, uh, involving these types of weapons. Um, nobody needs an AR-15. That's just my opinion. I did take it for what it is. You don't, don't have to be offended. That's just, just an opinion, one man's opinion. In any case, I'm planning on going uh, to DC to join these kids from Parkland, um, at the end of March, um, I just feel like I need to do something and maybe it'll make me feel a little bit better. Um, but I'm just tired of doing nothing and I'm tired of politicians doing nothing. Um, I've been very inspired by these kids and their reaction to this and really trying to do something and holding people accountable, something that the general population has seemed incapable of doing. And, um, so hopefully we're moving in the right direction. I really applaud, uh, Dick Sporting Goods and, uh, these companies that are, um, you know, removing these discounts for the NRA and everything like that. Again, I know that's something that people are sensitive about, but, uh, you know, just common sense, uh, talking hasn't really seemed to get us anywhere. So <laughs> thankfully now I finally have their attention. Maybe we can do something and maybe we can save some lives. And I think that that's really important. So, uh, that's all I got. Thanks for listening. There you go, folks. I'm back, back at it. A little rusty today. Sorry for that. I'll try to uh, make sure that next time that my mouth works properly. Uh, the Urich Heaver Show uh, is produced and hosted by yours truly. And uh, thank you to Ethan Luck, as always, for the opening and closing uh, show theme music. Ethan's working on some new music himself. Uh, so check that out. And uh, yeah, what else do I want to say here? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Urban Achiever PC for podcasts. That's at Urban Achiever PC. You can write me anytime at Billy at Urban Achiever Show.com. Uh, that's Billy at Urban Achiever Show.com. If you forget that, at the website, there's a link at the top where you can click an email. Uh, sign up for the email list. Go to the new recently relaunched uh, store where you can pre order Bottle Breaker signed from me if you're into that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, thank you to all of you uh, again to all of you who have been listening all this time. Um, 
going on 100 plus episodes here. Welcome if you're new. And uh, I just thank you for listening and uh, for supporting the show, for supporting me, for hanging in with me. Those of you that have been praying for me over these last few months and that have sent me encouraging messages, I really appreciate it more than you can know. And uh, thank you again. And until next time, keep up the good work. I'm proud of you.